Hello and welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We are an Australian actual play podcast creating premium audio and video content for the Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG published by Tuesday Night Games. My name is Andrew and I will be the warden. Andrew is an anagram of warden, so clearly I am the most qualified person here to run the game. Sitting at my table to my left is Josh. Josh, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, unlike Andrew, uh, my name isn't some dumb anagram of another word that's related to this game, but I'm still happy to be playing it. Stupid, uh, cringe Andrew over here. Very much appreciate you. Please stop telling me that your name's an anagram for Warden. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. Josh is an anagram for Sodge. <laughs> to my right, to my right is John. Who is John? Hello, Andrew. You are currently conversing with a computerized version of my subconscious, as I have gone into deep stasis due to lack of role-playing games. Please stand by as I begin the thawing process. It's nice to see you again. Anyway, as I was saying, hi, Andrew. It's, it's good to be back. I'm John. I'm... I'm a avid role player and common member of this cast of characters and players. Yes, indeed you are. And returning to play some Mothership again is Samantha. Samantha, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I think last time we decided that somehow my name was an anagram of player. We just had to remove some letters yeah, and change, change them. And, change a few around. Yeah, switch them around. Correct. So, yes. yeah, we're still on that train. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to. You had to follow John for the intro. Yeah, it's impossible to follow that. It is. <laughs> I make everyone's job easier by lowering the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I started with you, Josh. Good old reliable bar lowering, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you've never played with Samantha before, have you? No, I, I've only ever heard of times where Samantha has joined, and then we've talked about, oh, we'll bring Sam back for another one, and then yeah, now finally, uh, two years. <laughs> Later, when was the when was the first one that you went on? That was Hell Comes a Glittering. Yes. When? How long ago was that? That, that was oh. last year, I believe. Was a, it at least a year? At least yeah. feels like forever ago. It does. But, um, yeah. No. Good. And then Year of the Rat, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Only a few months ago. The iconic Year of the Rat. Exactly. Yes. It was still technically last year, wasn't it? Wasn't it like the end of last year? It was November, I believe. Yes. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure you would all like to know what we are playing this evening. Mothership. Yes, but what adventure, you may ask. This evening we will be playing Bio-Drones and Cryo-Clones. What a name. Hence my intro bit. Yes. Bio-Drones and Cryo-Clones is a biopunk facility crawl for the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG. Part Metroid, part Cronenberg's The Fly, this zine turns the casual non-horror of save stations into unsettlingly unsettling sorry are we sure he's not a clone unsettling <laughs> yes one moment into unsettling sci-fi body horror that emphasizes lasting environmental consequences through gameplay i don't like the sound of that last bit i wasn't i, don't, I wasn't told that last <laughs> bit yeah, we're destroying the environment okay well not destroying the environmental consequences yeah some people call it the consequences of our actions yes biodrones and cryoclones is written by chris Ario a neurodivergent game designer and writer. 
You can find their games on itch at chrisair.itch.io or on Twitter at chrisario, spelled A-I-R-I-A-U. This premium podcast was made possible by our Patreon supporters. Not only is Chris the author of this fine adventure, they were the second person to join our Patreon. What a legend. Wow. What a legend. Yes, that is legitimately great. And now you are virtually a a member of the show with what's happening now. (laughs) I I, I would like to clarify that while Bio Drones and Cryo Clones was created by Chris Ario, uh, Dryo Bones and Clio Crones was made by Is Crario. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Try to follow that up. (laughs) Look. Doug's the dyslexic one. He's not here. Let's be kind. <laughs> we love Doug. I waited for the, the slagging on Doug to come out, and it's it's here. Oh, yeah. I just remember that Doug is a person that exists. Yes. It's also, been... one more thing. Yes. We'd also like to thank you, Samantha, for being a Patreon supporter. Yep. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Since either. when? Oh, it's, a little it's a while, while ago. Oh. Yeah. Clearly, I'm she's put on... my money where my mouth is, yeah, you know? Cl- clearly, she's on the $500 a month player tier. <laughs> If you pay enough money, you get to play with us. If yeah. you play, if you pay enough money, you get me to say that your name is an anagram of player. Yeah, that's it. Worth every penny. And of course, thank you to all our past and present patrons: Nubis, Tom, Gwilgi, Dungeon Maestro, Watt, Stam Demand, Bearded Tit, Heart Beats, Air Node, Chris, a different Chris, Alexandros, Briefcase, Adrian, Ricardo, Salty Vampire, and Divinity. Thank you very much. It's a lot of patrons. Salty Vampire. Was there a bearded tit in there? Yeah, there was a bearded tit. <laughs> You've caught on to the bearded tit train. Podcast uh, favourite, bearded tit, yes. Doug's favourite. <laughs> yeah, everyone's having a laugh. <laughs> and the names. <laughs> bearded no. tit. <laughs> Josh and John and yes. Sam. Are you joshing me? You have all created your characters ahead of time, have you not? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. We all rolled their stats earlier. Sorry, you guys don't get a 40-minute character creation episode this time around. No, no, not this one. But I'm ready, and I'm just going to assume you all are ready, because usually when I ask, it's a debacle. (laughs) So so let us begin. Nobody Wake the Bugbear presents Biodrones and Cryoclones, part one. Content warning. This actual play may contain adult themes, foul language, violence and gore, sexual references and all kinds of body horror. Listener discretion is advised. Grim space is full of places where the company is too far removed to directly control lives. To bridge that gap, the company created the client program. Clients are fledgling enterprises, often desperate groups in desolate regions, grasping for the only olive branch in sight. The company offers market connections and clients pay their dues 
while living on the knife's edge of survival. A deal with the company is a deal with the devil. Freezer Operations specializes in cryotech and runs the sleeper crew, an emergency response program that rents out specialist teams for high-risk projects. Sleeper crews go into extended duration cryosleep to be awakened by clients when in dire need of specialized services. Freezer Ops provides sleeper crews throughout rim space to help clients protect their interests. The scene fades in. Flames lick across heat shielding of a Merida Arcane 1 dropship as it descends through the atmosphere. Text streams across the bottom third. Planet Juta 7, Freezer Operations, Cryotech Facility. Arrival ETA, 20 minutes. The scene cuts to the interior of the dropship. Red light illuminates the cramped space. Twelve people, six to a side, stare across at each other from both sides of the ship, each strapped into a secure harness. Through the loud roaring of the engines and the breaching of the atmosphere, a man shouts a question to one of the people sitting across from him. What's your name? The roaring begins to subside, and the man yells out again. I said, what's your name? John, who does this man see? Secured in the straps of the seat, you see a athletic but very wiry looking individual with a thin rodent-like face, cheeks pocked with acne scars, very piercing blue eyes, but kind of a, there's a wickedness in that face and he's kind of got ratty, ashy, blonde brown hair that's cut very short you know like buzzed around the back of his head and uh he grins and uh calls back charlie valentine nice to meet you my name's paul paul anderson so how'd you win the freezer ops lottery well my old commanding officer recommended me for psych evaluation and i didn't pass Hard to find work after that. <laughs> I won the Universal Basic Income Lottery. My name came up in the draw. Figured a company job was way better than fixing all processes on Judah 4. Well, let's hope you're right. I tend to doubt it. <laughs> and the man who identified himself as Paul turns to the person sitting next to Charlie Valentine. What about you, Android? I didn't know they accepted your kind of sleeper crew. You see a uh, slim with soft yet handsome features, combed teal hair and a neat uniform that you might assume would have some kind of inbuilt features into it because it looks so well kept and wrinkle free. And every now and then you see a little puff of steam come through because it does in fact steam itself. When you're looking closer at the Android in this particular interaction, You'll see this flickering across its eyes as he remains somewhat unresponsive. What is your name, Android? Blinks a couple times. Oh, uh, sorry. My name's Simon. Okay. Uh, is that all? 
Yes, that's all I wanted to know. He resumes his old position okay. and it goes back to his eyes flickering. Oh, androids, man. Can't tell if this one's got a bleached arsehole or no arsehole at all. <laughs> I'm going to like you. Paul turns to the man sitting next to him. What about you, sad sack? What are you in here for? Uh, Dorian just kind of like rolls his bionic eyes and like, this is going to be great or it's going to be fucking weird. And I'm down either way. He cracks his knuckles and he's like, this is uh, probably the most fun I'm going to find. So, you know, why not? Do you have a name or something? Yeah, it's Dorian. Well, I didn't hear that. Dorian Black. Sorry, it's a bit bit warring through this atmosphere. Yeah, it's pretty loud in here, honestly. Well, how about that? (laughs) Suddenly the conversation is interrupted by a voice over the intercom. Attention all recruits. We are about to land on Judah 7 Freezer Operations Cryotech Facility. Please have your sleeper IDs with you as you disembark the transport. A technician will escort you and prepare you for cryosleep and your assigned client. The company thanks you for your service. And the scene fades out of the windows of this transport as it descends the atmosphere into this facility. And the scene fades out. I think that was, went all right. Yeah. Is that a good intro, John? Yeah. I said no, I was, that was, great I said I was about. That's a good cinematic intro. That's mm-hmm. like the start of Predator. Yeah. Cross between Predator yeah, and like, like a Vietnam movie when they're on the chopper, you know? Yeah. Or a, like Suicide Squad. <laughs> is this a werewolf? Is, this, is, it, is it a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a dog? What, what kind of dog do you think it is, mate? Since when does dogs have thumbs, dickhead? All right. All right. The scene fades into a dusty grey planet. A readout appears on the screen. Outer Rim. Meizu System. Meizu 4. Sleeper crew posting details. Nanshao Co-op. Nanshao Cooperative joined the company as a client about 120 years ago. The company sent mercenaries to assist the Nanshao rebels in a military campaign to end Dictator Chen's cruel, isolationist rule. At the end of the Nanshao liberation, the despot Chen was executed. After the dust settled, Freezer Ops sent Nanshao Co-op their contractually obligated sleeper crew, the players. Nanshao Co-op now does its best to eke out a living in the void while playing dues to the company. And the scene fades out. You awake suddenly. Your blurred vision slowly clears, revealing the clear front panel of a cryopod. My optics are always perfect, Andrew. I mean, Warden. Simon speaks to himself. You feel naked and sticky. Just the way I like it. A scummy blue residue covering the inside of the pod. Can't have been the worst party then. I'm going to try and open the pod, if I can. Try and push it open. You place both hands on the glass of the pod, and you push, and it levers open. And you're hit with a blast of cold air as you are exposed to your surroundings. Your naked skin... Goosebumps begin to appear. I get out of the pod. You climb out of the pod? I climb out of the pod. 
you see two other pods with people in them. One adjacent to you and the other a few metres to the east. I walk up to Dorian's pod and I knock on it. Dorian, you hear knocks as you're awakened to see this face through the glass of your cryopod. I'll, uh, Dorian will kind of wipe the goop off of his uh, face. Yeah. Yawn. And then uh, push the door of the pod open. Morning, bright eyes. Is there Android up? Surely. Simon, have you have you exited the pod? Uh, point of order. Why would I be in a pod? You don't know, but you are. Oh, I am in a pod. You are in a pod. So it's not like a requirement. Like a, I think I'm in the pod for cryo sleep or something weird. Well, you know that androids are still. They can be put in pods, but the pods have got a, like an android mode where you go into a shutdown procedure instead. Okay. So you're still moved along with the rest of the crew, sure. the sleeper crew. But yeah, your pod, basically you awaken from your comatose state. Uh, one more episode. One more. Come on. And he starts like tapping the pod. So you just hear like this tapping. Of you the hear pod tapping from and inside. A, and a muffled pod. voice. Sounds like he's up. Or he's malfunctioning. Well, spins and roundabouts. Are those lockers over there? You do see lockers. You are within an immense octagonal room, almost 100 metres across. You see a bit of waning sunlight from a 15 metre high sky well where the daylight, the last vestiges of daylight is seeping through. This place looks like a... Somewhere I went to have a syringe party and Beetlejuice. Am I able to try and, not knowing my weird android strength, push the pod door too hard? Sure. And either have my hand go through the glass or just have it just like one of the pistons fail and I have to force the door open or something. You can push it with such force it just latches open and bends back over its hinges. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. (laughs) So Charlie and Dorian, you're looking at looking around your surroundings first, but then suddenly you just hear this bang as this cryopod swings open <laughs> with a fist just pushing out in front of it. Today is malfunctioning. I got it. Being someone who's familiar with this process and have gone on a mission like this before, sure. is this a standard way that you would wake up from cryosleep covered in goop? No. Or is it, it kind of vary from mission to mission? It could vary from mission to mission. You know you are stored in long-term cryosleep pods and you are activated in chance of emergency. So usually it's not the usual expected procedure. Mm. Uh, I'm going to collect some of the goo from like my torso. You're all naked, by the way. Scoop it up. Yeah. I'm going to lick it. See what it tastes like. It doesn't, it tastes like artificial, some sort of nutrient paste perhaps to keep your bodies fed. Walking past Charlie while he's licking the goop. Sure. And then looking at Charlie and being like, you know, you probably pissed in that. And then keep walking back to the, <laughs> yeah. <over> to the lockers. <laughs> it could be like an umbilical fluid that's sort of kept you on long-term cryosleep. You don't, not sure. You're talking to me like I've never done that before either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, as much as I enjoy admiring your 
Atlantean forms. Let's put some clothes on. Yeah, you do see underneath your in lockers just to the south. You see lockers. Uh, I'm going to go to the lockers. Is there a shower? Do they have names on the lockers? Not quite. I can describe the surroundings a bit more if you like. Oh, yeah, you know the surroundings. Tell me about all of the surroundings. I will. I will right now. So across the walls of this octagonal room, this large chamber, you see rings of screens with forest vistas across the wall. And you see blinking Chinese text. Seek shelter. Emergency power online. Does this count as shelter? I mean, there's a window in the ceiling. They don't have uh, asteroid storms enough, and does it? Charlie, do you speak Chinese? I do now, no more. <laughs> Erase that. Because sure. you do now. Roll a sanity save. What? I do speak Chinese. All of you, as you can read this writing. Oh. Everyone roll sanity. Is that why I would have had linguistics? Do you speak Chinese? Did you have it on your character sheet? It doesn't say what language I speak. Well, it's up to you as a character creator to say, I think I'll speak Chinese. Well, I feel like I would have the ability to interpret different languages. Um, sure. Which so is... maybe you don't roll this sanity save if you've got linguistics as a skill. Well, no, because I took it off because <laughs> you were like, take that off and put military training on. Then please roll a sanity <laughs> save. Failed. 98 over 17. Please take a stress. Uh, 18 under 20. You're fine. 54 over 14. Please take a stress. 14 sanity? Yes. You mad son of a bitch. Well, obviously, by the reaction of a character, that would, that would fly. So you find out, all of you, you're looking around and you're seeing the signage. It slowly switches from Chinese into a language you can understand. You know it's Mandarin, but you can read it. And it, you're not quite understanding why. Now, hold on. Have they done something to us? You're sticking. We could be clones. We could not be ourselves. I think that's <laughs> highly improbable. Androids don't... Wait. All androids are clones. Do you remember a mother holding you in her arms? Well, of course you don't. What about you? I huh? mean... Feeling like yourself? As, as, as much as myself as I normally feel like. Obviously, some kind of shit's hit the fan. That's good. I like it when shit hits the fan. Simon rages into his locker and pulls out uh, an ornate cigarette case. Well, now, hold on now. Oh, if it's if it's there. There's no lockers with your name on it, oh. but there are many. There are quite a few lockers. You see around this chamber, you see other cryopods. Are they full? You see eight cryopods. Three of you have come out of some, and there are two others that look to be recently opened, but the other three remain empty. And unused. Is there a... Well, there are doors, I assume. Yes. To the south of this immense chamber, you see an entryway that is caved in. The rubble too massive to be moved without heavy equipment. Uh, any of the lockers opened? Sure. Like, looks like someone's already gone inside? You go to the lockers and you rummage around. You see three of the lockers have equipment in it. Is... Any of those equipment mine? You search for a while and you find a combat shotgun. You find standard battle dress and you find your camping gear and rucksack 
What about my trinket? Is that in there? I start rifling, panicked, for my trinket. Is it in there? You find a little bottle of fleshy substance within it. A little test tube with a stopper on it. I, I clutch it and kiss it. You look at your battle dress. This isn't your battle dress. This is a different brand. In fact, so is the shotgun. And so is the camping gear. It's similar, but it's not precisely what you stored with. Come over here. Look at your stuff. Tell me something. Look at my stuff. I'm obviously concerned about the caved-in wall, but... It looks like it's a huge entryway that's... Was not previously caved in. It's damaged and it's all settled now. Yeah. But yes, it is caved in. And these vistas that you see all around you, you see the vistas on the walls and you see the blinking Chinese text, seek shelter, emergency power. And the rubble looks like it's been possibly an earthquake or some damage. It's under emergency power. So something in this building has some sort of disaster, perhaps. You feel cold air seeping through that rubble, just through the cracks. You feel a wafting of cold, cold air. There are two doorways to this chamber, one to the west and one to the east. Above these doorways, you see ornamental signage, one of them reading to the west, Laodong, work, and to the east, you see Wan Le, play in Chinese calligraphy. One work to the west, play to the east. And you go through your equipment, Dorian. Mm -hmm. You find your SMG. But again, it's not the brand. You had an Armour 29 SMG. This is some other make or model. Also your standard battle dress. It has some sort of patch on it. And you notice, you look over at Charlie who is putting on his equipment or not? Yes, yes. putting it on. It has the same symbol, same patch. There's a little astronaut with its pockets turned out and it says, all out of fucks to give. You go to look at your patch and it is not that. Oh. It is something else. What is it? One second. This can't be real. This can't be real. When I was about ten, my mother had a breakdown and she kept saying that I wasn't really her son she said that I was a bag of meat sent by a company she used to grab me by the shoulders shake me and say this flesh is not my flesh so I ran away took my little brother Ollie with me just a baby at the time small as an olive was Ollie this can't be real this can't be real roll another sanity yeah as you look at this patch and it's a red and bluish dragon with three stars at the top and the Chinese letters at the bottom. What do they say? Chen Ting. Like loyalty to Chen Ting. Failed. 35 over 17. Fail. Take a stress. You both have these symbol, this patch on your you find your your mags Dorian, you find short-range comms and you find your MREs. Again, different brand, different equipment to what you signed on for when you signed up to SEPA crew, freezer operations. 
what's the last thing you all remember? And I'll start putting my gear on. Sure. Simon, are you looking through your gear as well? Yes, please. You find some standard crew attire, again, with this patch instead of your own that you might have had. You find a stun baton, medical grade. You find a stylized cigarette case. And crawling out of your... Crawling out of this equipment as you go to grab it is a small spider. Ah, Spencer. Hello. That's not right, is it? (laughs) Did you rest well? You see Simon just talking to this... Talking into his equipment. Hmm. I see. You're malfunctioning, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure. Simon will go straight for the uh, stylized cigarette case. Right, the counterfeit will rip Take his head out. off. Take out uh, a cigarette. Sure. And then... It's not quite your brand, but there's a cigarette there. Yeah, and, and he'll just, like, squint with one eye and then take a, take a, take a puff of the cigarette. Okay. <sighs> we find ourselves in a mystery. Why am I talking like you? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't, <clears throat> don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going to offer both of you a word of advice. You see anybody that looks like you, shoot them dead. Immediately. That seems like solid advice. You know, I never thought I'd see a mission where I was the most average member of the crew, but it's happening. I'll call you... Mr. Machine, I'll call you Mr. Love Machine. Fair? Fifteen minutes go by. My name is Simon. And I'm on the case. (laughs) Through the skylight. And he goes to take off some imaginary sunglasses. (laughs) That aren't there. Yeah, I know that's why they're imaginary. Um, And he goes to take off some imaginary sunglasses and stares off in the distance. I'm on the case. Through the skylight. I'm ignoring you. Through the skylight. Above the screens to the northern wall, a vent cover lifts. And this thing, this machine, this creature, flies down through this vent. Ooh, a machine. Hello. This is what you see. It's like the thing from Our Real Monsters. Oh my god, it is. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's just a mushroom version of the... You see this strange biomechanical machine its gangly grubby arms look stronger than humans facsimiles would be and it's got these giant pairs of lips with another pair of hands just near the mouth and it's got these meaty flappy quadcopter like appendages that rotate keeping it in the air those humans really go crazy with sex robots huh well I was going to say it looked like my mother but Thanks for making it weird. And you see this creature begin to fly around this chamber. I'm going to trail my gun on it. You train the gun on it? Yeah. It seems to be surveying the area. It does not pay you any heed. Well, time to dig around. I'm going to look for clues and starts going through the other lockers. Sure. I'll take you as doing that for now. Charlie, you're watching this creature just fly around this flesh is not my flesh (laughs) Dorian how do you react um everyone roll a fear or sanity your choice if you're scared of this thing or you're attempting to understand it please roll I'm not really 
phased. Just looks like it's a drone that's designed to look at the area. No, yeah. this is a good job. This is a thing made out of flesh and metal. Please roll. I definitely failed. Twenty-five over seventeen. What is it if you roll the score? Fail. Take a stress. What if your score is a double? You critically fail. So, so meets it, not beats it. No. What have you rolled, Josh? What have you rolled, Simon? Seventy-seven. My fear save is 77. That is a critical fail. That's weird. Please roll. Devastating. A panic. What is your current stress? Make sure you take the stress for that failure. Four, and I rolled a 16. You are fine. How did you react to seeing this? Because you're an android. You're made to look human. Yeah, I'll look at it and I'll say, Hmm, on second inspection, you're not assembled correctly. We need to rectify this. Proceed to maintenance at once. <laughs> You've got that right. <laughs> this thing... Ugh, I, I'm going to throw up. After the few minutes, flies back through the vent and disappears. Does it smell like anything? Not from how high it was up. It's about 15 metres high. You couldn't really smell from there. And don't come back till you've been repaired. Okay. That thing looks like every Rorschach test I've ever looked at in a psych office. Dorian, how do you react? You passed your sanity or fear? No, I failed. How do you react to this thing? Deeply concerned and confused. It does kind of look like the HR Giger version of Icarus from Our Real Monsters, now that you mention it. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before, right? Oh, no. No. Nah. Definitely not. These things you have no idea could even combine this level of technology if you know a thing or two about technology. I'm going to shakily load a mag into my SMG and kind of put my combat knife in my belt. Sure. Simon, roll a body save. Body save? Please. Cool. Fail. Cool. Okay. Am I the only one that's rolling a body save? I believe I did. Ask for only <laughs> Simon. That's... Aww. You thought you'd be safe from body saves in Android, didn't you? No, I'm just confused. What have I done that's different? <laughs> I'm know. going through all You're the. I'm still going through the lockers, uh, and looking for stuff. Sure, the other lockers are indeed empty as you spend the time looking through them, devoid of equipment. Dust is in there. And while while I'm looking through them, I'm like, it's just not right. They should really read the instruction manuals when they're putting those things together. Through the vents. It's just not right. What exactly do you think's happening here, yeah. Mister Machine? Poor management. Charlie, as you're saying that, another creature comes in through the vent above you, the skylight. This looks slightly different. This looks like... Are you <laughs> laughing or coughing, Josh? <laughs> laughing. This lovely, grotesque biomechanical art is by Vini Alex. You see this fleshy quadcopter-like thing with bulbous pus-filled tumours all over it. It's got this long appendage at the front with a pair of small, tiny little lips. And it's got this domed-like structure just above a brain wedged in this machine. And it flies down towards you and circles you all. I would like to... I shoot at it. Okay. I shoot at it. Okay. As this thing flies down, Charlie, you prepare your weapon... Everyone roll speed. Here we go. The tiny lips on that thing are so unsettling. 
What do you do? You just got to roll over your own score? Or just got to get your... a success. Yeah. Okay. Roll under, yes. 33 under 37. Critical success. 43 over 33. You fail. You yeah. will go last. John, will you go first? Yeah. I have the most critical failure you can. 99. <laughs> another critical failure. Please yeah. roll and take us another stress and then roll another panic. Holy crap, you're not doing too good, Simon. <laughs> it really is malfunctioning. Let's resolve this panic first. Oh, by the way, all your fear saves should be a disadvantage if you have to make them because of the android. Uh, I, uh, made any, uh, I made a sanity. I, I fail my panic check. A three. You're panicking. A three. Things are heating up. You feel jumpy. Gain one stress and all close crew members gain two stress. Oh, God. Oh, we, we're, we're close? You are indeed close together. I, I'm now at seven stress. <laughs> we're only 15 minutes in. Yeah, I was going to be react jumpily anyway and try you, and you go are. for the thing. It is perfect, perfect. Okay, I'm going to attack it. You attack. Charlie, as you have critically succeeded, yes. I'm going to give you a free shot and then you start your turn because you were training your gun on this thing the whole time. So yeah. you have a free attack now and start the turn when you're ready. I'm going to add my firearms to my attack. Go for it with your combat shotgun. With my combat shotgun. So, I've got to get under 62. Go for it. Five. That is a hit. One shot gone. You blast this thing. You hit one of its quadcopter fleshy meaty bits. And this thing spirals down, smashes on the floor in front of you. And all this gore just wash over you as this machine crashes down and dies. <laughs> Boom, baby! Let's have a look at this thing. And combat is over. Oh, stinks. I wipe my face. You all react to this machine is now crashed down in front of you. I'm gonna walk over and kind of like closely inspect it. Sure. I'll let you all know that now your actions will continue to take more time into another turn if you do wish to remain here. So we're going to next 30 minutes. This would reasonably take. Oh, Simon's going to leave the room looking for a toolkit. Cool. You have two exits to this room. You have a door to the west saying work and a door to the east saying play. Work door, please. Indeed. I don't want to know what that thing's playroom looks like. So, just setting the scene, you have remained here about 15 minutes. It's going on to 20 minutes now. First, this creature with the arms came through, then disappeared. Then, minutes later, another creature came through, which you shot down. You still want to remain in this room? Not. Probably not. No. It's up to you. I won't Simon has it. Simon has opened the door. I'll go with Simon. Yeah. We're out. And you rush to leave. And another 15 minutes has passed. Is any, like, alarm going off or...? No. No? Actively looking for a, a toolkit. Sure. This is what you see. You head into the next room. It looks like a, some sort of barracks. You see steel tables, chairs and... Like a common area. The soldiers... In the centre of the room, to the west, a walled-off section is like a standard military mess hall. 
with all the long metal trays, big freezer at the back and like a kitchen area. Down the corridor to your north, you see two more doors. Written above the first door is labs and the next door down the corridor to the west, medical bay. To the south, west, you see another set of stairs leading to training area and shooting range. Do it look like anyone's been in here for a while or? You walk around, you start walking around into the mess hall perhaps? Yeah, just check in for signs of like recent use or does it look untouched or? Everything looks rather untouched for Mm. a, a long time. However, there are signs of cabinets being opened and left dishevelled. You even see blood leading towards the freezer. Okay, mm, I will say, oh, there's uh, something, I don't know if we want to check the freezer out, but something's going to rye there. Labs for me. Sure. Dorian, just before we leave you, as you're looking around, you find a small note just hidden in one of the drawers. Okay, can I read the note? Sure can. And I'm handing Sam a little slip of paper with a note written on it. For those who are watching us on the YouTube, you will see this note on the screen. And for those listening, you will hear the note being read out. But for the players at the table, other than Sam, they won't know. There you go, Sam. Dorian's handwriting. Keep an eye on Simon. Something's up with them. And we head to the north. Simon goes through the labs, opens the door. It looks to be everything on emergency power so far in the barracks. And Charlie will get to you. Would you follow Dorian or would you follow Simon or would you stay put? I'll follow... I'll follow Simon into the lab. Sure. You go north into the lab. Leave you alone with your letter. I'm going to follow closely and tuck the note into my one of my pockets. Sure. This will be happening at the same time. So while you are still searching, they are going to the labs and then we'll join shortly. You see everything's on emergency power in the sort of common area. You see blue emergency power LEDs. You see signage and maps and propaganda posters proclaiming the leader Chen's divine rule on the walls. And you actually see a map. As you walk to the labs, on the wall you see a map. And I'll show it to you. Brilliant. What do you think, Ollie? Well, I disagree. Like, who's he talking is to? Is Ollie in the test tube? Yeah, if you haven't worked that out. <laughs> Just for clarification purposes. Ollie is, in fact, in the test tube. Oh, God. It's me, alone in the darkness <laughs> of my own mind. One second. Alone, 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 alone. Ah. Oh, there we are. Hello, darkness, my old friend. The game's map has been revealed again. (laughs) So, as you see this map, Charlie or Simon, would you like to explain what you see on the wall? We see a large geometrical map of the complex with a legend at the bottom telling us where everything is. Numbers correspond to descriptions at the bottom of the map. The slightly ornate map with little uh, decorations. 
the bottom it says Mountain Forces R&D Facility and uh, it shows us that we're in the barracks well it shows us we're in the laboratory and there's a medical bay tells us there's also apartments a refinery tunnels and a factory and it also shows us where there's, there are staircases taking us to f upper levels and uh, it's a decently large facility and that I don't know what else, what else do I say well that's it that's yeah. all you want to explain yeah. then I'll move you back to the main map and you head into the labs here we go you, are you whistling as you walk? Any other freaks? Want to come out and say hello? The labs are at full power. You see a three-storey mezzanine of labs rising around a central workspace. A vast terminal network encircles the rows of incubation tubes. Incubation tubes? All empty, except near the medbay entrance. You see a dense blue liquid fills a few tubes here, alongside one empty tube with dried up blue scum clinging to the inside. Dink, dink, dink. I'm going to tap on the tube. You see a, in a bunch of these tubes, five tubes, you see a growing mass of fleshy gel. Toolkit. Toolkit. Hmm. Where can I find a toolkit? And 15 minutes go by and Dorian joins you. What are you looking for a toolkit for anyway? That's not right. They didn't put it together correctly. I must rectify this immediately. Malfunctioning. Hmm. Mm. Has it got a reset button? Good question. I don't want to touch him, he's a bit jumpy. You find a workspace, Simon, in one of the upper levels, with all the terminals. You see a bunch of empty MREs. You see water bottles that are also empty. You see blank key cards, a sample kit, and notes. And written on some of these notes, in thick permanent marker, and stinking of chemicals, the top note reads... Dr. Li Yu Chensin, Crystal 83. And you see another note that says Lab Room 239. In front of this note is a terminal to the lab. I would like to unlock the terminal, please. You open the terminal. Dorian, you walk in and see these similar tubes with the blue scum inside. Uh, the one that's growing... Oh, it looks like there's something growing in it. Five of them, yeah. Uh, I'm going to smash it with the butt of my rifle. Smash okay. the tube. Roll a D5, which is just a D10 halved. I rolled a five on the D10. So, so five, you smash. There were six, but one has been smashed, so I'm just saying there's only five, and you smashed the fifth one. Yep. Dorian, do you do anything before we pass over to Simon with a computer? Yeah, I just want to alert everybody that there's definitely been signs of combat or something in the other room heading into the freezer. There's some blood. I mm. don't know if we want to be extra cautious of that or check it out. I mean, it doesn't look great. The terminal fires up. You see writing in green letters, Nanshao Cooperative Translation Exchange Program, version 2.09. Mountain Forces Research and Development Network. Login. Password. I want to get all Angelina Jolie on this and hack the terminal. Sure. What would you like to enter? Is there a way to open the BIOS on this? Pardon? Uh, BIOS. It's like the... Where you enter like your commands and stuff. 
You trying to do a hacking or you? Yes, I want to do a hacking. That's why I okay. said I want to hack the, con- the, con- the terminal. Sure. Does your Android mind put it together that you there's a name with the letters Crystal 83 written next to it on that sheet of paper I mentioned? Oh, and then I go hear the crystal bit. Yes, there was a name, Dr. Li Yu Chensin. Yeah, I got uh, underneath Li Crystal Yu Chensin and Lab 239. I missed the crystal bit. Yeah, Crystal 83. Oh, okay. Would you like to try to enter in those details? Uh, yeah, we'll go for that. <laughs> Good. I'm going to hack the computer. Yeah, the password is sitting there. <laughs> I'm going to hack the computer with this. And he holds up a sticky note. So you type in Dr. Liao, or Li Yu, Crystal 83. Password accepted. Welcome, Dr. Liu. Redacted. And a bunch of crazy text. And then it comes up with, Welcome, Dr. Namali. And the option is, Load Nanshao Partition. It's your move, Simon. Charlie and Dorian, you just see Simon in gr- sitting down at this terminal engrossed in it. I'm going to smash another tube. Okay. Roll a... D10 halved. D10 halved again. If it's a five, you'll roll again. Three. You smash tube number three. Simon. Is there a way to try and get that writing to reveal itself? No, it just looks like technical jargon, loading partition, things like that. Oh, the writing above it. I mean. Yeah, the scrawled text is just symbols and things like that. Oh, just in the wrong font, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit load if there's no other option. Cool, you hit load Nanshao partition. The screen changes and a message comes up, Dr. Namali's research files. Option one, log entries. Option two, cryoclones. Yeah, we'll go straight for option two. Cryoclones. You see a message at the top, cryoclones. Option one, clone life cycle. Option two, crew samples. Option three, stabilizing serum. Option four, treatment formula. You then see another another title saying Dr. Namali's research files. Log entries. Uh, stabilizing serum, please. You select stabilizing serum. And it looks like a... Oh my god. A note, and I'll read it out. Yes. If my formula doesn't work, use the stabilization serum. It will halt your mutations for a few hours. Follow the instructions. You can synthesize it in the lab. The only components you need are either a living blood sample from Sergeant Achari or a fresh cell sample from a biodrone. The instructions are so simple, even you could follow them. All right, we'll, we'll go back and I believe the treatment formula was... Do you want to select treatment formula? Yes. Treatment formula. Sleeper crew. I've prepped the portable synthesis lab we built. It's in the lab. Bisher's donation lent us only one gut cell culture. This gut cell culture allows you one attempt to concoct the formula. If you fuck up the treatment, I'm not sure Bisher can survive another field surgery. Don't kill him, please. If I'm not here to help, that means I'm dead and something was missing from the treatment formula. Add more field samples and the mobile lab will do the rest. But you'll have to find out what's missing. Good luck and take care of each other. Dr. Namali. Well, I'm going to want to still look for something to collect samples in. Still want the toolkit. Um, sure, you do not find a toolkit, but in the box labelled Lab Room 239, you find a chemistry lab. 
that contains a portable synthesis lab that was mentioned in the text, and it's a backpack-sized set of equipment. You look inside and it looks like everything you would need to synthesize uh, some sort of formula, some sort of injective, like it's a tech lab. Okay. Chemistry. Dorian and, uh, and Charlie, another 15 minutes go by. Can I look in another room? You can't, you're not reacting to Simon uh, going through this terminal? No, I'm totally ignoring okay. it. Okay. I'm taking in the terminal. Dorian, you go up to Simon. Charlie will give you a chance to do something now I'll go before up. we go back to them. I'll go up to the western room. Oh, eastern room, rather. Eastern door. You walk way through these tubes. I slap each of them as I go by. And you come up to this eastern doorway. Which one to pick? What do you think, Ollie? And I'll explain it. Well, screw you. I'm taking east. Charlie, as you're walking through, you find a hand. A severed hand. And in the hand is a torn out page. I pick up the hand and take the page out. I'm handing John a note and the text is showing up on the screen. Curiouser and curiouser. Gulp. I'm going to inspect the hand more closely and see if it looks like my hand. It does not, in fact, look like your hand. Okay. And you're accustomed to gore, so I'm not giving you a fear save or anything in this instance. It's a severed hand. I mean, it's not something more grotesque than that. Yeah, I'm going to... What about the note? Does it trigger anything in you? The sanity or not? It's um, not significant. Sure. It's up to you. Sanity check. What would it mean for you to see that? Literally. That's a six under 17. It's you pass. I'm going to go through the eastern door if I can't open it. Yes, one second. He's just getting his encounters ready. Yes. I do believe it's locked as you try the door. Can I try and kick it open? You can try. Using my strength? Sure, give us a strength. Can I use athletics? Sure can. That's what it's there for. Yeah. 67 over 43. Fail. You fail, you smash against this door, and it does not open. And we head back to Dorian, and we'll bring back the console. Did I close the console? <gasps> I did. Silly me. Sorry, I was walking away anyway. No, it's in a tab. Oh, you're just leaving the console? Well, I've got the the chemistry, my first chemistry kit. Sure. And I'm just going to go back to the bio drone and take a sample. Sure. So you can head back and do that, and you just walk past Dorian. What do you say to Dorian as you walk past? There's... <laughs> Nothing? Looks like I've got the formula for success. <laughs> and then, like, takes off the imaginary glasses and then walks off for the biodrome. Dorian? Just, like, a very confused, concerned You look. are... Yeah. You're very confused and concerned, but yep. you look on the screen that Simon was looking at and yeah. you see treatment formula and the note... Dr. Damali to the sleeper crew and it comes comes to you. Okay, so that's us. I want to check the crew samples section. Sure. You click on crew samples. Biological samples from Nanshao sleeper crew. You see a bunch huh. of 
list of names you see Dr. Chantin Namali, Sergeant Amrit Anchari, Detective Fares Suchang Bishu, Charlie Valentine, Simon Burr, Dorian Black. Are they? Roll of Sanity. Oh, God. <laughs> Told you it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. What did I say right at the start? You don't know this, Charlie? I know. What's a close? Is it a tweener? No, I failed that. Take a stress. Mm-hmm. And which name would you like to click on? I want to click on two names, but I want to click on my name first. Of course. You click on Dorian Black. And you see, within the mutant clones files, the enumeration begins with the first version of Black we contacted. There were doubtless more versions previous to these samples. And you see Black-samples-mutant files. And you see Black-samples-clone files. Roll of fear save. Imagine uh, pranking someone with this in real life. <laughs> just, just bring someone into a room and have a computer that says, like, clone samples. Yeah, that's 56 over 41. Please take a stress. How do you react to this? You wanted one more name? We'll do one more name and we'll go to Simon. I want to check Simon's name. Okay, let's go to Simon. Mr. Simon Burr. Simon always assists the crew until the very end, mutating on the same schedule. Fisher reported seeing the android appear from the play complex in the east before installing itself in the phony cryopods and shutting down. It has no recollection of these events, naturally. And the readings on the sample are so totally messed up. Fucking androids! Personal note, offered to keep Simon's pet spider and smash the little fucker early. Burr always believes you when you say the mutants did it. And we pass. Simon. John is making fist bumps in the air. Simon, you head down to the common area. You step into the grand hall. You open the door. Floating around the dead body of the scout are three other biodrones. Oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, <laughs> one of the scavenger-like drones with the big muscular arms is lifting up the one you have downed, and there are two more hovering around. You see a giant mouth of this drone, and coming out of it is what looks like to be a fleshy gatling gun. And as you open the door, they both turn towards you, and the gatling gun begins to spin. I leave the area. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Does, does, do their bullets count as samples? Because that's a fresh sample, right? Well, when you start pulling it out of your body, <laughs> yeah. sure. Let's find out next time. Oh, how do you feel, John? I'm hyped. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ecstatic. This is exactly what you were meant to This is exactly imagine? what I was okay. hoping for. I, th I think it's great. You're all doing your little things separately. This really racks up the tension, I think. You were all going off and do, finding out these things and you haven't talked about it in character so you, only Dorian knows about this a bit of the formula that Simon talked about oh boy that was part one of Nobody Wake the Bugbear Presents Biodrones and Cryoclones by Chris Ario. you can find their games on their itch store the links are in the description Biodrones was written by Chris Ario and also features art by Alex Vini. Maps by Daniel Hallinan, editing by Ros Lay, 
Layout design by Eric Alsandor. Oh, we, we Eric. Know, we know Eric. Cultural consulting by Ariane Lee and additional development by Christian Sorrell. We have been Nobody Wake the Bugbear. You can find us on our socials at NWTB Podcast and at NWT Bugbear for our Twitter. Video versions of the podcast will be posted on our YouTube channel at NWTB Podcast. The VTT map was adapted from Daniel Hallinan's map included in the adventure. The intro theme was composed by our very own John, and the series also features the fine synthwave music of Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Other music provided by Alex Nakarada from SerpentSoundStudios.com. Other sound effects and music have been sourced from freesound.org using the Creative Commons license. This series would not be possible without our generous Patreon supporters. Thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. If you like what we do and want to keep the Mothership content flowing, please consider joining us at patreon.com slash nwtbpodcast. You can support us for free by checking out our socials and leaving a review or comment at nwtbpodcast and at nwtbugbear for our Twitter. Thank you all for listening. Stick around for the outtakes if there are any, and we will see you in part two. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us.